0: Thank you for tuning in to Avant Life's weekly podcast. We hope this message inspires you, stirs your faith, and leaves you blessed. The work of the Lord. Thank you, worship team. Church, we good? Hey, He is risen. We can do this again. He is risen. Amen. How important that declaration is. Do you know that very that very sentence is what the church is built upon. The witness and the belief that Christ is resurrected. That's how we go about living our life. And today is Resurrection Sunday, where we take the time as a church family, in person or online, to reflect and celebrate the goodness of our God that he paid our ransom and paid the price and what I love is that there's Christians right across the world from all different walks of life coming together and actually proclaiming this resurrection king is alive this resurrection king that we call saviour this resurrection king given a name above every other name and that name is Jesus and this morning we declare that that name is and will always be the name in which every knee will bow and tongue confess isn't that powerful? don't you just sit there and be like wow God is so good Christ is so good. Today as a church, I want us, and our theme for you know Easter Sunday is unchained. And I want us to reflect a little bit. We're going to go through just a very basic scripture verse and, and, and discuss this concept of being unchained. Ever been restrained before?) Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ever been restricted before? That's probably a better one. That feeling of being held back, bound. I know when, like, I say a joke about Emma, and like, she's not happy with me. It's a joke, and it's not happy. What I try to do is give her a hug, right? How many husbands know when you're like, you accidentally offend your wife? You just like, you try to, you try to hug, restrain her <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? And Emma always used to say, it's not, the, it's not what you said It's just the fact that right now I don't want to be restrained We want to talk about being unchained You know, the Bible tells us in multiple ways That we were chained to a yoke of sin and shame And those chains held us back from being in complete relationship with God And this morning we want to take the time to celebrate as a church family that because of Christ we are alive, we've been set free by the blood of the Lamb. That a ransom has been paid for our shame, price met for our sin, wrath poured out in the name of justice and righteousness and love has overcome. And this morning we are free. And there's this moment in the Gospel of Luke where Jesus fulfills this prophetic writing that we see the prophet Isaiah write and 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 prophesy earlier on but he fulfills it in real time it's really interesting and i love this about jesus is that he comes and he has a moment and he says it's happening now and what he has to say is powerful and it's so relevant to our celebration today and so if you have your bibles with you if you could turn with me to luke 4 16 to 21 we read this earlier he went to nazareth where we had been uh brought up and on the sabbath day he went to the synagogue as it was his custom and he stood up to read verse 17 and the scroll of the prophet isaiah was handed to him unrolling it he found the place where it is written just that image right of christ letting this scroll unroll specifically trying to find the place and he finds it and he reads this the spirit of the lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. He then rolls up the scroll. He gave it back to the attendant and he sat down and the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began saying to them, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Today, scripture is fulfilled real time in front of you. Everyone in that synagogue just saw a prophecy that was hundreds of years old fulfilled in real time. And today we have a lot to learn about this. Because what Jesus is doing here is he's, he's taken this particular scripture verse out of Isaiah that's prophesying the servant of Jehovah is coming. And it's the start of his ministry. This is not a few you know, years in. This is the start of Jesus' ministry. At the very start, he announces this sublime mission that he's on, this divine character that he has, this appointment and endowment that has been given to him. He makes it very known. And everyone in the room knows these scripture verses. You know, They weren't as biblically illiterate as our generation. And so as he, as he opens Isaiah, this is one of their most famous writings. They would all know what he's reading about. And he picks the part where Isaiah is prophesying that the Messiah is coming. The servant of the Lord. And this man will be despised and he'll be hated by the nations. However, with all of that, he'll still be the one kings will arise when they see him and princes bow down and worship. There's this vision of a marred man. Someone sent for the nation. And and when you read this part of Isaiah, it's all sort of laden with this understanding that the servant of the Lord would be laboring what would seem like in vain to, to naught. Yet because of his obedience and because of his sacrifice, because he is the servant of the Lord and he lays down his life, the Bible says that Jehovah would raise him up. This is where Jesus is preaching from in the synagogue. Think about that. the very start of his public life, he makes it clear he is on mission. He's not just like, hey guys, it's like choose your own ending, right? He's not vague about it. He's very clear. I'm on mission. I've been sent. I've been asked to carry this burden. He makes it clear that he has a purpose greater than anyone other than him could carry, what I love about this moment is Jesus is speaking of like a great unchaining taking place. Isn't that beautiful? A great unchaining an eternal restoration of blindness. An inside out liberation movement for all those who are willing to receive the free gift of salvation. This is what he's talking about. And you could imagine everyone's in the room and they're still trying to figure out who this guy is. But the Bible says that their eyes are fastened on him. Have you ever been in a room when someone speaks so profoundly that it captivates you to the point you can't take your eyes off them? And I'm not talking about like the romantic instance There's other reasons why you're staring. I'm talking about somebody who's spoken the truth so clearly or made a declaration so profound that it transcends heaven and earth that you like pay attention. It's captivated something more than the physical. It has captivated your spirit. And that's what takes place here. He has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. These are the words that he utters that makes everybody stand still and stare. See, when reading moments like this, I can't help but think about the larger context in which this is all unraveling. Since the fall, there's been a war raging over the freedom of humanity. Think about that. And we have Satan, who is literally hell-bent on bringing humanity down, enslaving him or them to his fate, and in turn hurting God, which he, he is jealous and he's angry. And then we have God, just right, choosing to include humanity in its own redemption story. So for the history of humanity, there has been move, counter-move taking place all within the free will of man. And the scene is now set for Jesus stepping into the frame. And in this moment, we see our champion. Not only just step up to the plate, but he calls his home run shot. Think about that. Ever played pool with somebody? And they... They pick the shot and you're like, there's no way they're going to get that. you so confident. And they get it and everyone's like, oh my goodness, there's high fives all around. I want you to think about this, that throughout history, God has loaded all the bases and then he asks Jesus to step up to the plate and before Jesus does anything, he just stares out and he points beyond the stadium and he's telling everyone, I'm going to hit this ball so far, it's never coming back. It's never going to have power again. That's why everyone's staring at him. He's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. To set the oppressed free. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. This morning, Resurrection Sunday, we celebrate. And I mean, we should really celebrate. Celebrate. I don't mean just Easter eggs and happy moments and photos. I mean really celebrate. Think about how divine a moment this is for us. Jesus didn't just declare his mission, he saw it through to completion. And in doing so, he unchained us from the yoke of sin, shame and slavery. He anointed us to proclaim the good news. He anointed us to proclaim freedom to the prisoners, recovery of sight to the blind and to set the captives free in his name. How beautiful is that? Resurrection Sunday should always be a time... To acknowledge that a ransom has been paid, the tomb emptied, and death defeated. I'll say that again. It is a time to acknowledge that our ransom has been paid. The tomb has been emptied, death defeated. Just for a moment, I want you to think about what that means to you right now. Your debt paid. His body ransomed for your body his life for your life an empty tomb a resurrected king this morning what does that mean to you what the bible says is that we're unchained we're no longer restricted we're no longer held back we're no longer paraded around slaves to darkness we're free And so we can take this moment to simply celebrate Easter and go, wow, we dodged a bullet. Thank you, Jesus. God, a wonderful grace. Whew. Or we could take Easter, and we should take every Easter to ask ourselves, are we truly unchained? Do we live in the full revelation of what it means to no longer be a prisoner? Or someone who's blind Or those who are oppressed And so these are the questions I think we should ask ourselves Am I living as a prisoner Truly set free We have a good friend um, Back in Oz Who uh, You know Great guy, grew up Christian Made one or two bad choices And I mean literally one or two bad choices On one night And was ended up convicted of murder he never did the murder but they were making an example out of everyone involved in a fight that led to someone's murder good Christian boy made one or two bad decisions meaning he hopped in a car he shouldn't have hopped in and he went to a party he shouldn't have gone to and he ends up with 13 years in prison for a murder he didn't commit right and I remember the Sunday he got out of prison Um, he came to church and I was like bro let's go out for dinner (laughs) Um, I'll see you there. And he's like, I don't know how to get there. Oh, it's just downtown. Just go downtown, you'll be fine. It's at the center. Okay. He was like an hour late. Do <laughs> it was an hour late? Because Pastor Ben didn't think this guy couldn't drive. Right? Didn't know his way around the city. Right? And it was a profound moment for me that, you know, sometimes we, we don't understand what it fully means to be set free Right And so we, we're, we're, we're no longer prisoners, but we don't know necessarily what it means to live free. And so my question to you right now is that you might theoretically no longer be a prisoner, but are you li- living as someone who fully knows what it means to be free, and what we have access to now, and how we can journey through life now? Am I living as someone who can truly see. I remember as a kid I got hit in the eyeball with a cricket ball, it felt weird saying eyeball cricket ball, I could have just said eye, I just could have said eye right, <laughs> I got hit in the eye with a cricket ball, it knocked me clear, clean out right, in the, in the playground, I wasn't even playing cricket, I was just walking through and um, I woke up in the principal's office right and I couldn't see out of one eye, the eye that it hit makes sense (laughs) the other eye that it didn't hit (laughs) and I remember they had to take me to it's weird waking up in the principal's office by the way they had to take me to the hospital and uh they they had to put all this fluid in your eye to make sure and you know they were just like hey in time his, his sight will return it's not too bad okay But I just remember thinking to myself how difficult it would be to go through life with just one eye. But imagine going through life not being able to see at all. And some of us may have friends that actually go through life without being able to see physically. I don't know if you've ever, you know had the opportunity to experience somebody who's had their sight restored or, given, or young kids given glasses so they can see properly for the first time or even if we were to use hearing aids you've all seen those like Instagram reels where it's like kid hears for the first time and it's like this beautiful moment of like living in a sense that we were designed to have and they experience for the first time and my question is, is are we truly able to see right now Or are we choosing to keep the blindfolds on? Declaring that vision's been restored, but we'd prefer to remain ignorant so that we can keep doing what we're doing. Ask the worship team to come. Am I living free of oppression? Unchained? Am I unchained? Has anyone ever been handcuffed here before? Don't put your hand up. I have, it's a weird feeling, mostly because you're like, mum's going to kill me. (laughs) Mum can never know about this, please officer. (laughs) What's your mum's number? 555. But to have the handcuffs taken off, there's a sense of like, it's almost like you don't know what to do with your hands for a moment. And you shake them out a bit and and you restore normality. And I'm asking you right now, like, are are you still, have you ever seen, uh, and this is crazy, that with sheep or with certain animals, you can fence them with a fence that they could jump over. They literally have the physical anatomy to jump over the fence, but they won't, right? Or you get chickens and you like draw a circle around them and the chicken won't leave the circle. And the Bible says we're like sheep. Sheep is similar. Even though they can leave the enclosure, they see what's in of them. And even though they can overcome it, they won't because they live in the past, understanding that that's a restriction. And I think sometimes we say yes to Jesus and we, and we identify that we've been set free, that we're unchained, but we still live within the enclosure of our old life. We still live bound to a wall, even though there's no longer chains there. That we're set free are we living truly unchained from the yoke of sin and shame and that's what Easter's is about for me and it should be the same thing for you not is it just a celebration it's a reminder to reflect hey am i living in what has been paid and bought with the most precious blood am i living in that freedom and I, am i honoring that sacrifice In Galatians 5:1 it says it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. And I love this. He writes, "Stand firm then, do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery." Church, would you stand with me this morning? Unchained, no longer bound, no longer restricted. And what I love, it wasn't a heavy hammer or a war that set us free. It was the king of humility who stepped down from his throne in heaven, who took on flesh and bone. And it wasn't chains that were physically snapped. The Bible says it was his body that was broken. Isn't it beautiful? The imagery there. Something pure broken. So something broken could be mended. Bob says that when he breathes his last breath and he releases his spirit, what I find amazing, it's the veil, the curtain in the temple that tears. It's the curtain that tears. A soft fabric that tears. We're unchanged. But what I love in this motion is that God Himself is released. And there's this beautiful coming together of Creator and creation back into relationship again. And Easter for us is all about celebrating a resurrected King who restored relationship, who unchained us, conquers the grave, defeats death. The story, the picture is beautiful. He ends with saying that. He's to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and what he's referencing is the year of Jubilee and this is the year that all debts are cleared. And what I love is that he's not saying that the debts are cleared for seven years like Jubilee was. He's saying they're cleared forever. The debt has been cleared forever. He hits that ball so hard it's never coming back. Never coming back church this morning and I really say this I believe Easter is the moment that we remember our lives knowing the tomb is empty, the grave is defeated and we have been restored and with that we bear witness to a resurrected king who reigns with love and mercy and grace who's sufficient for us do you know in my life I've experienced we can do two things in this moment we can get really introspective and reflective and be like God I can do better powerful or we can raise our voice we can look beyond ourselves and go hey I've been set free by the blood of the lamb saved from sin and I know I know who I am I'm redeemed hey I'm a son I'm a daughter of the king of the most high I have been raised and positioned in a place of influence and opportunity to bring good news to the captive, to proclaim freedom to the oppressed, return sight to the blind. This is now our anointing. This is now our endowment and we get to operate in this day in and day out. So what we're going to do is we're going to lift our voice and we're going to praise worship and we're going to say, you know what, we're going to celebrate because not have we just been set free, we've been included in the redemption story. We've been included in eternity. We've been asked to sit at the table of the Father and so we're going to make a loud noise and we're going to shout and we're going to sing and we're going to celebrate and we're going to look at one another and we're going to see brothers and sisters and we're going to be encouraged because it's not just us. We're part of a family and that family's doing this right across the world and we're joining the saints and we're joining the angels in heaven and we're making a loud noise. You ready? Because we're unchained. We've set free. So you've got to move a little. You got to shake it off a bit. We ready, worship team? All right. We hope you enjoyed this message. We would love you to subscribe to our weekly podcast. Other ways you can connect with Avant Life is through YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Or check out our website at avantlifechurch.com.